the trajectory of their lives, what they're going to be able to accomplish. And no one seems to care that much about that in medicine. few clouds tonight early on as we get towards daybreak patches of fog likely to develop in a few spots that could reduce visibilities early tomorrow but saturday afternoon plenty of sunshine the highs go back to the mid 70s to near 80 sunday early clouds to partly cloudy mostly clouds by afternoon with spotty showers the high to the afternoon in the upper 70s scattered activity sunday night and then a chance of storms on the increase to become likely by afternoon monday mostly clouds in the highs in the upper 70s Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Morris. Tom may or may not be with us today. You just never know. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would just love that. TGIF on a gorgeous but looking kind of ominous after all kind of day. Today is National Muffalata Day. We were talking about muffaladas a little bit last couple of days because I had one from Guillory's, which um, is one of those local joints with the character that probably doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, maybe it does. I don't know. But I know that we're so used to it here. It's normal for us. But our son lives in Los Angeles and... Um, in downtown Los Angeles, there's a place called um, Little Gems, which is the West Coast equivalent of Little Gems on Magazine. And it is exactly the same vibe. And it's doing incredibly well in Los Angeles. They've doubled its size. And I wonder if there are any places, any place else that has transported that New Orleans vibe. I call it the Nolens Dolan vibe. Uh, and it is thriving somewhere else. Anybody who's an expat, tell me if you have any place like that in your neck of the woods. But Guillory's is absolutely, absolutely one of them. We were talking about Zara's and um, Terra Nova. And I had the muffalata at Guillory's. I wasn't expecting it to be National Muffalata Day today. We always talk about the great muffalata at Norjo. I think the best muffalata in the whole metro area is actually on the North Shore at a place called Bosco's. 
And of course, there's the central grocery one. So if anybody else knows of a great muffalata, and if you are into muffaladas and who isn't, uh, please give us a call, 556-9696. I gotta say, I would rather a mini muffalata than a regular muffalata. A mini muffalata is just like a really nice bite. You know, a big muffalata, you gotta really open your mouth wide. And I don't really like sandwiches where I have to be judicious or I dislocate my jaw. I never really go for that sort of thing. And if there is a sandwich in front of me like that, usually a muffalata, I'll open it and sort of spread things out a little bit more so that it's not, you know, really, really a double-decker sort of thing in the middle of the sandwich. Anyway, Tom has in his almanac today about muffaladas. The muffalata has an obvious Italian ancestry, but it was created in New Orleans from which it has spread to some other parts of the country in recent years. A well-made muffalata is one of the world's best sandwiches and a perfect lunch for a meeting that needs its brains cleared. As long as everybody is eating it, anyway. Although it's obviously Italian, you won't find muffaladas in Italy. The word is a rarely used Sicilian dialect word for a big, round, thick loaf bread. That's what a New Orleans Italian there is dispute over who he was, used to make a new kind of panino in the early 1900s. The unique touch wasn't the bread, but the dressing, a chunky salad of olives, peppers, garlic, and various marinated vegetables. Also in there are ham, Genoa salami, mozzarella, Swiss cheese, at least, plus mortadella and provolone. A buffalata is essentially an antipasto sandwich. It's a fascinating battle between elements with powerful flavors like salami, garlic, and olives, and those with mellow, moderating flavors like cheese, olive oil, and crusty bread. The ham centers everything else. It's a flavor like nothing else in the sandwich world. Two controversies attend the muffalata. The first is who invented it. We know that it came out of first-generation New Orleans Italian grocery stores in the French Quarter. The central grocery voices the loudest claims to have created the sandwich. But there are too many other stories out there to take that as gospel. The other issue is whether it should be served hot, as it commonly is these days. It did not start that way, and the old muffalata Mills never have heated their sandwiches. Tom thinks that heating a muffalata upsets the balance of flavors, makes the meats greasy and the cheeses slimy, and ruins the olive salad. But most shops now heat muffaladas automatically. This is a move away from the sandwich's origins, and it must be stopped. Those are Tom's words, not mine, because, you know, I don't feel that strongly about it. So uh, I have a couple of questions for you, the audience, about muffaladas today, since they're a featured item on the show and in the almanac. Are you a hot muffalata or not person? I used to be. I'm moving more toward room temp with just crusty bread and more, you know, tepid meats in the middle, not the melted version of the cheese. And who has the best olive salad out there? Olive salad is a divine kind of thing, isn't it? And there are wild variations between them. And when I have a great one, I get really excited. And then I don't remember who did it. 
And to me, there's, there's just no such thing as a bad anything with olives in it. It's another conversation that Tom and I have had for the last 30 years. He is not an olive person, but to me, olives are food of the gods. And uh, I'm just wondering if you have a favorite olive salad or one that you've discovered that's not very well known, I would love to know about it. I kind of like... I kind of like the chunkier versions, and I like the ones with obvious cauliflower in it and where the carrots might be a little bit bigger. So if if you know of one like that, I want to hear about it. 5569696 is the number. I would also love for you to call so you, if you have not been, the sponsored call can be the sponsored call today. The old kitchen sage says about cheese and such things. It's bad luck to split a muffalata more than four ways. Worse luck will come from eating a whole one all by yourself. Has anyone eaten a whole muffalata, whole muffalata all by themselves? You probably don't want to call and admit that. A half muffalata is the absolute outer limit. I think a quarter muffalata is better. And Tom is now down to like a quarter of a quarter of a muffalata, which is still a nice bite of food. You know, I would rather have a couple of little small muffaladas. I'll sometimes go to Rouse's, which has really good ones. And I think there's good little muffaladas kind of everywhere. It's hard to, it's hard to make a bad one of those. But um, I've been known to go to a grocery store and pick up just a, four, six, or eight pack of those and just snack on them. I don't eat the whole thing, but I do keep them and they last for a couple of days. United Bakery used to be the one that made the best muffalata bread. And I don't know who is making the really good one now. The one at Guillory's the other day was a really good one. You can tell that it's like the old school version because the word itself is about a, a big round thick loaf of bread that's that's the goal and united used to really do that kind of loaf and you don't see that kind of loaf that really sticks out all that much but this one did and i i really did like it Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, here I am. Would love to talk to you on this beautiful Friday, but fast turning into a not-so-beautiful Friday. Today, in 1894, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, Coca-Cola was sold in bottles for the first time. Until then, it was strictly a fountain drink. Bottling caused the product to take off, and it gave birth to an entirely new industry. Coke became so big that on this same date in 1987, it became a component of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And if that isn't enough coincidences for you, this is the day in 1929 when Asa Candler died. He bought the formula for Coca-Cola from its inventor and began marketing it. I always think that's kind of a sad story when the person who actually invented it doesn't make any money off of it. But I mean, so much of life has to do with marketing, doesn't it? It's like David Sarnoff. It's David Sarnoff, isn't it? Yeah, and he and his taking the uh, 
television tube from its actual creator, whose name I can't remember, but um, I read the book on that, and it was not as cut and dry as all of that. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of sad when you invent something that becomes something iconic, and you haven't made a nickel off of it. I'm sure the heirs feel even worse about it than than I do. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. It's the Tom Fitzmore's Food Show, and we'd love to have you call. Give us a call after the break. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. True enough. Let's go to David. David, I would love for you to... Wait, he's gone? Oh, no. Is Alan with us? Let's go to Alan. Hey. Hi. Oh, well, that's nice. David, well, it's, I'm sorry about David. Maybe he'll call back. Um, David was going to be my sponsored call. I like when he calls, if that's the David I'm thinking of. Oh, well, hopefully he'll, he'll probably call back then. <clears throat> um, you, you could be the sponsored call, except that you have your theme music, and I don't want to interfere with that, although your theme music is missing today, only because Henry is missing today. Oh. oh, there we go. Oh. There we go. He found it. Oh. Good morning, Louie. <laughs> he thought the door was shut on him. <laughs> he didn't know that, that, uh, that Henry was not there. <laughs> All right. Are you calling to answer my question, Alan, about whether or not there are campy little New Orleans-style holes in the wall in Seattle? Um, <laughs> you know, you're still waiting for an answer about uh, whether or not Catholics do the um, the St. Joseph altar. Uh, you gave me that as a homework assignment, and you also <laughs> gave me another assignment, which I think I got like maybe a, a 60 on. I'd like to increase my grade uh, by, by actually going to Popeye's to confirm that they do indeed have uh, the dirty rice. I don't uh, think I, they do, though. Do they? Well, like I say, when I go to a menu uh, at the location in South Seattle, uh, they have Cajun rice on the menu as a side. So, and, and you say that that's the same thing as the, that is the dirty. It rice. is. It's the dirty rice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, but I haven't been there, you know. So I can't. I can't say for sure. You know. Okay. Just, yeah, you know how those things go. But but you were talking about, and Tom was in, um, 
in his chair a couple of days ago. Uh, I think when we first mentioned muffalatas earlier this week, the hot or cold. And I remember, well, first of all, uh, I'm, the central grocery muffalata, I know a lot of people say, well, that's not the best. And maybe it's not, but, but like you say, how you get tied to certain foods that, that, that are dear to you in memory and they just yeah, find sure. Absolutely. So central groceries, uh, muffalata, when I lived, um, uh, in the French quarter on Royal street, um, I, we knew my, my girlfriend at the time and I knew when, um, they would, well, actually they made them all day. It's not like. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to confuse it with the beignets. We used to also get fresh beignets as soon as they popped them out of the fryer. We we had a friend that, that used to work at Cap Raiden 1 and, and told us the times when those beignets are like piping hot fresh. Anyway. Uh-huh. We what is that, by the way? Food. Tell us. Share it with us. Oh, I think it was, you know, there are various times. I, one was, um, well, it was too early in the morning. Uh, like at seven, and then at I, it really weird times nine forty seven, uh, <laughs> eleven. I, I don't remember. I can't. I am sure they've changed. I, you know, I can't. I I don't want to get people mad at me. Well, you've been gone of, since Katrina, haven't you? No, no. We came back after Katrina, and um, for and we we were there for another four years. Oh, we okay. left in two. Yeah, yeah. We left uh, we, uh, in 2009, summer of 2009. Okay, okay. But uh, the muffle so Central Central Grocery is still my favorite. But I used to go to, and I it, uh, it's, yeah, it was the Napoleon House. And I like their muffalata. I like their olive salad. Um, and they would heat the bread up, not the meat. Mm-hmm. So the whole muffalata, it's not like they stuck the whole muffalata uh, mm-hmm. in the oven okay. for any period okay. of time. But, but they did toast the bread, the Italian loaf. Yeah. And I did like that. I found that good. But now, that's I, Central you, Grocery, you said? That's Central Grocery? No. no. Well, I, I switched. I said Central Grocery, they, they do it. Um, um, you just step up to the counter and they put it together and it's at room temperature pretty much. Okay. I mean, it, okay. Yeah, because they, they, they the bologna's out for mm-hmm. and all the uh, the ingredients are usually out because they're constantly making a sandwich. At least they were back then mm-hmm. until they ran out. And they would run out about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they would run out of the Italian loaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rarely, rarely did they have one past four. I, I remember wow. that. But uh-huh. and, and I'm saying that's my favorite. But um, I my second favorite was the one Napoleon House. Uh, served, which, um, as I say, because I'm, I'm, I'm with Tom on this, that they're not, a muffalata is not supposed to be served hot. Yeah. Um, it, it is. Yeah, he's, he's now, gotten me around. He's, uh, he's turned me around on it because I always grew up with it, you know, cheesy, melted. But no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I'm not saying it's not good that way, uh, served hot. Um, if, you know, if it's done, you know, a sandwich it's, that, that tastes good is a sandwich that tastes good. With, right. No, but I agree it. with what he says about it, that the cheese, you know, Tradition. becomes different yeah. and the olive oil goes all over the place. I, I think he's right. I do. I, it took me a long you time know, to agree with that, but I, I do. Go ahead. What? Tom is very traditional about such things. This is why he, he doesn't say po' boy. He says poor boy. It's yes. not a po' boy. 
Yeah, he, yes. he, so he's, he has standards. He, you know, he has certain, he does have standards. <laughs> yeah. So I agree, but, but I do agree. Um, uh, only because I'm so attached, or I was, to the uh, Central Grocery version, and Central, cent- I mean, uh, yeah, Central Grocery. They, I think they were the original. Uh, I believe they were the no, that's the what one. that's what he said in his copy here. He said that the central grocery voices the loudest claim to have created the sandwich, but there are too many other stories out there to take that as gospel. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, this I is understand. what I said. Did you hear my statement the other day about the show? One of the the focus of the show going forward is going to be to preserve Tom's legacy. Where else would you get this kind of detail about whatever it is you're looking for? Marianne, that was the day you made me cry. Oh. And I, I don't want to. St- I don't want to do it again. But because um, uh, this show just means so much. I know it does. To, uh, to a lot you of know, people. in my case, where I'm, you know, over two thousand miles away. This is my lot. last thread to to my past, to my you know, to to, know. to who I really am. I'm a New Orleanian. I'm out of place. Know. You know, I, it's like so. Um, I, no, my wife doesn't understand that. She's like, don't aren't you supposed to be with students? And you know, and I said, no, I'm, I I can turn my computer off for at least, and you know, maybe I can't do. Why does she want to take? Why does she want to? kill your last little connection i know i don't even know you alan but i know how important this is to you i don't want you to dislike her now please I don't, I just, i'm not <laughs> trying to like you know who is this person making him move to seattle and now he does what, big meanie what is this? <laughs> it is my my it, it it well i say it's my only pleasure up here no it's 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 but it's a big pleasure for you. I know it is, Alan. It's it's. I always feel bad when you uh, start talking about your times here because I know how much it means to you. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to. But but back to the uh, that a uh, couple of days ago when you sort of, I think that it was great that that you put it into words. You, you finally said that yeah yeah we're we're evolving. You know the show. Uh, we're, you know, Tom is, um, he's still, uh, he's still, almost say, attends class, which, you know, I think of him kind of as a professor, you know, he's the, right. he's, the he's in the emeritus head. chair, I say, he's in he's the emeritus the chair. Sure, yes, he's got, right. his, anytime he comes in, he's, he's his chair, nobody's going to be sitting in that chair. That's, that's right. Him. That's right. Just like a teacher, you're not supposed to, you know, when a kid. But comes, I want everyone to know that he's going to be sitting in his chair less and less, and that was something that just needed to be said because there are a lot of questions out there about it, and that's just, it is what it is. It's tragic, well, and it, that's just what it is. Hmm? And it all it popped into my head. You know, this is, I think it's the whole month. Uh, women's. I know we had a Women's International Day this week earlier but i think a lot of people i see it's it's we're celebrating women whole month and i'm thinking marianne you should uh be commended uh, i think the term's lauded uh or awarded anyway i, I i'm trying to put this into words but i think of you as um this is it's 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 quite a task uh because the show has so many years, it's built up such a reputation. <laughs> yeah. You've got, I think you said this, that uh, his shoes, 
uh, it's hard to fill. Tom. No, they can't. They, they can't be filled. They're they're one of a kind. They're dipped in gold. It, it, you know? They are. Uh, but but guess what? I think I think it's very hard to fill yours. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, doing, Alan. I, I like I said, I'm a broadcaster first. I'm a broadcaster. Someone someone said to me a long time ago, you can talk to anybody about anything for any length of time, and that's true. And so what we're talking about here is food. And that's fine because well, I like food. If you didn't, if you weren't a foodie, though, you couldn't do it. So you are a foodie. I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say yes to that. I, I'm going to accept that moniker as a foodie. Yes. I mean I've been around Tom a long time, you know. So but anyway, while we're on this subject, I want to invite people who want to say to Tom how much the show has meant to them to say it now. So when you call, if you have those feelings in your heart, please say them because I will share them. I think this would be a great opportunity and also to say thank you for, you know, for the undertaking, for, for keeping it. Uh, at, at its, well, I just at, woke up one day and I, it was in my lap and, you know, it was a hot yeah. potato that I couldn't throw to anyone else. So here it is. <laughs> and there yeah. we are. But I'm enjoying yeah. it. I will tell you it's the fun part of my day. It's the fun part well. of my day. It, we enjoy it. It, it, it show is uh, no less than it's ever been. It's just gone a little bit. It's veered in a different direction. That's all. And it's, it's that's right. Still, it's, you know, the topic is food. That's it. Yeah, we still love talking about food. You know, we yeah. still love talking yeah. about food. If you've that's ever it. eaten any food before in your life, you should call. <laughs> I love that, and I'll always use that from time to time. If you've ever eaten anything before in your life, give us a call. All right, Alan, we have to say goodbye to you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. There goes Alan, and we'll be back with Tim after the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network, 556-9696 if you want to chat. Palermo. The Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office is investigating the homicide of a 77-year-old caretaker, and the suspect is the special needs woman she cared for. Sheriff Joe Lapinto says the incident happened around 10 a.m. at a home in Terrytown. Uh, appears that the suspect in this case is going to be a 32-year-old special needs female uh, that also re resides in here in this residence that probably committed a homicide upon her sitter. Lapinto says the suspect, who is nonverbal, has been taken to a psychiatric ward. Early voting ends tomorrow for the two special congressional races for the 2nd and 5th districts. Pollster John Cuvion says the 2nd district race is likely headed to a runoff, but the 5th district could be won outright when the election is held March 20th. He says Republican Julia Letlow is the prohibitive favorite. The question becomes whether she could win it outright or the race would be forced into runoff or almost certainly she would face a Democrat named Kenny Kristoff who ran before. LRN. And the Tigers are putting another point onto the scoreboard. The runner is coming around and he's heading to home plate. But wait, he's running. He's running to the newsstand to pick up the latest edition of Tiger Rag Magazine. I've never seen anything like it before. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Are you looking for the latest in LSU sports news? Tiger Rag Magazine. No worries. We've got you covered. Tiger Rag Magazine. Check this out. Get 
Tiger Rag in your rotation. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Find it local newsstands, deliver to your mailbox, or flip the pages on TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag Magazine covers all things LSU sports. Wake up with a fresh dish of sports news direct to your email. Tiger Rag Daily. We've got all the LSU sports news you need. Football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, gymnastics, track. We've got it all. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 12th, Sun Pie Barns, and March 19th, the Get Together Band. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Because it's beautiful, kind of like it is outside right now. TGIF, this is the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show with Marianne Fitzmorris sitting in. And I'd like to talk to David, who was kind enough to call back. David, are you there? Hello. Hello. You are the sponsored call of the day. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Am I? Am I on? You are. You're the sponsored call of the day. You don't win what? anything except the honor of being the sponsored call of the day. Wow. I don't win anything sponsored. but that. That's a lot. No. Nope. You're just the honor. You you are sponsored by Cava Bistro, which is fine dining. Come to Metairie in the old Cypress Bistro, Cava Bistro on Transcontinental, is where Danny Millen has returned to his roots and is cooking really delicious fare with the red roses and the white tablecloths and the fine china. Go see them at Cava Bistro, preferably on a Tuesday or Wednesday because they're pretty busy on the weekends. All right, David, what do you My have goodness. for us today? Uh, well, I haven't tuned in for a while, but I just, uh, that last call was really touching when Alan called in. And if we are... Uh, uh, saying what this show has meant to us, I'll be brief, but it, I've been listening for a heck of a lot longer than I've been calling for some 30 years. And it's gotten me through a lot of tough times, I got to say. And I, I really have always loved this show so much. It, the, his devotion to only talking about food and fine dining and wine and, and everything that surrounds that uh, and never veering into politics or anything that, that like he said, the rest of the radio stations are full, full up with 365 days a year. It was, it was like a vacation for a couple hours a day from the hell of life. <laughs> if you know what I mean? That's right. And, um, and so the, I the statement so that I made that. was two, it was two days ago. I, I made a statement mm -hmm. about the, the transition of the show. Tom is going to be with us less and less. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can go back and listen to it. I think it was at the like the 15 minute mark two days ago. But it was just to say that the show will continue. 
that I am not a gourmet, but I am a competent broadcaster, and uh, I will steer the ship um, in his absence. And you're a so, wonderful broadcaster, and you're a great conversationalist. It's really enjoyable. Thank you. To hear your thank take you. the on show it after is different. All these years of listening to Thomas, wait what? It's nice. I said it's really nice to hear your take on all of this. Yes, it's different. It's a much more mainstream yeah. take. It will be less gourmet and much more mainstream. We're going to talk about the Cajun flounder sandwich at Popeye's because a lot of people eat those, you know? And it's just it's just different, but it remains an oasis from everything else out there. And I just wanted to say that to Alan because, you know, people talk about people, you know, in nice terms after they're gone. But I, I wanted to say that if you have things to say about this show and what it's meant to you, now is the time to say it. So... I yeah, will share these thoughts with Tom. Um, through, well, thank you, know. you so much for, for uh, welcoming that at this time. Yes. Now let's talk yes. muffaladas. Muffaladas, yes. 100% agree with Tom that they have to be cold. The olive oil gets runnier and seeps into the bread when it's heated up, and it just makes kind of a, a mess. And yes. the texture is totally different. I really agree with him on that and i also agree with you on many mufaladas are better yes. nobody needs a whole mufalada agreed agreed nobody sliders are better than big hamburgers and mini muffaladas now i might eat 16 mini muffaladas but at least <laughs> they're in a smaller version i always get excited when i see them at a wedding or, or some function they're usually from rouse's right are there they're, they're uh, the well only you people get them at any grocery store um, when yeah. Tom and I got married, uh, Andrea did the food. And like I say always, I'm a girl from Kenna. And so mm -hmm. we never did sink to fried cheese out there. That would have been probably exotic to me. But when we were planning the food at the wedding, uh, Tom was speaking with Andrea about things like vitello tonato. And I was going, what about mini meatballs and mini muffalettas? <laughs> they just kind of looked at me and shrugged and kept on talking about their Vitello Tonata. Oh, does Tom turn his nose up at mini muffalottas? Um, I think he thinks of it as, you know, the meatballs and the mini muffalottas were not to be at his wedding. His wedding was going to be a gourmet affair. But no, he'll eat a mini <laughs> muffalotta for sure. But at his wedding, it had to be things like, you know, caviar and, you know, stuff like of that. Of course. Yeah. I like the Norjo uh, muffalata the best. It's really good. It's, it's amazing. Really good. Yeah. Yes. What is it that makes muffalata bread muffalata bread? Is it just the shape or is there some Well, according to Tom, thing in the bread that makes it And this was another thing I said the other day. We will use the blueprint for the show of Tom's 50-year body of work, things like this. It is actually um, a muffalata is named for the big round thick loaf of bread now right. the united bakery was making the real true muffalata bread but they're gone now so i'm not sure who's doing the muffalata breads out there they're not all created equal i will say that does central bake their own i don't know I, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I think That's that Central was probably using what everyone else was using was the United Bakery. Uh, and yeah. then United Bakery, somebody, who was it that told me they had an opportunity to buy United Bakery after Katrina and didn't? I want to say it might be Jay from Parkway Poor Boys. 
and I just always ask him. I think I remember him saying that on the show at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you pick that up while you were picking up Parkway, you know? Yeah. Anyway, gone. What was your question about uh, little hole-in-the-wall cultural... Yes, yes, yes. The Yeti place, Um, I wasn't quite sure what I misheard that or what what you were uh, asking for. No, it was... um, I went to this place called Guillory's the other day because someone had mentioned it on the show and I'd forgotten all about it. Someone called up and asked about Terra Nova and then they talked about Zara and we were talking about little superettes around town. And then somebody mentioned Guillory's and I hadn't been to Guillory's in a long time. So I stopped in at Guillory's and got a couple of things and one of them was a muffalata. And I said, it's, I call it Nolan's Dolan. It's a certain kind of vibe that you would only find. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. 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 And so I was asking, because we have a lot of expats like Alan who listen to the show and call from all over the place. And I said, I've never looked for those places in other places, but if you live in another place, have you seen any such thing? And I referenced a place in Los Angeles that our son was attracted to because he's from here, and it was yeah. Little Gem, I think. The Little Jewel magazine. of New Orleans. That is little a good Jewel. friend of mine, Marcus. Little that, Jewel. that is the, the chef there. He's a Mattery guy. Yeah, we, uh, okay. we were running buddies back in the day. Okay, well, there's a place out in Los Angeles that is an exact replica of that. And I don't know how what the relation is between those no, two. No, no, that is. That's what I'm talking about, in Los Angeles. Oh, you're talking about that's, Los Angeles. Okay. okay. Yeah, he moved there from okay. here and, uh, and opened okay. that. Yeah. Okay. He's doing really well with it, isn't he? He is, and he's, you know, he's, he's the only New Orleans guy involved, and he is extremely New Orleans. But, you know, he's in Los Angeles, and he had to bend his food in the direction of the, you know, the place that he lives. So it's, there's a lot of things you would never see here, but it still has that thing, you know? It does. It does. Because I, I, you yeah. took me in there once, and I thought, my God, you, this could be right off the streets of New Orleans. It really could. And they he celebrate all the holidays, too. You know, they have a Mardi Gras thing, and... Yeah. Yeah, he's really he's really done well with it, I think. I think they've doubled in size, have they? He bought the building next door and yeah. has expanded yeah. it. I'm not sure yeah. if it's all, all under the same name, but yeah, he's uh, he's doing great. Yeah, yeah. So it can be done. I was just wondering where else they're... Well, I'm sorry, what? Oh, he comes back a couple times a year just to hang out and knock around and go to new restaurants and keep his New Orleans brain full of... New Orleans stuff. stuff. Would you do yeah. me a favor, please? And when What's you that? talk to him again, would you ask him to email us, tom at nomenu.com? I would love to schedule him on the show. Oh, my God. He would he would love it. He'd get a huge kick out. We've talked about okay. Tom forever. We both, okay. We have a mutual love of the show going back a long time. Well, I'm going to tell, so, yeah. tell our son the next time he goes in there, he should introduce himself. But... Um, yeah, I would love to have him on the show. I would love to have him on the show. So ask him to contact us, and we'll schedule that. Will do. What's all right? What's his well, name? have a lovely rest of your day, and um, and I will never miss a show from now on. I'm 
Sorry, I've been absent for a couple weeks. <laughs> well, you sort of come and go, but we always love when you come. So thank you All very right. much for calling. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Six, nine, six, nine, six is the number if you want to talk to me, Tom Fitzmorris's wife, Marianne. I can do that. Can't do it exactly like Tom, but I can do it pretty well. We're talking about muffaladas. We've been talking about, you know, we get on the show. The show kind of, it, it just sort of goes from one day to the next. And you don't know if you're picking up on something you already talked about. We did peanuts for about two weeks. And uh, we've done muffaladas for a couple of days. But I didn't know that National Muffalada Day was coming down the pipe. Because I would have sort of saved all that for then. But um, it is today. And uh, we're talking about muffaladas. So the questions I have for you are... Are you a hot muffalata person or a cold muffalata person or a medium in between kind of person like me, which is that the bread should be warm, not warm, but kind of crusty, toasted, and the in innards should be not cold, but room temp as heated by the warm bread. Tom is adamant that a muffalata should not be heated, and I grew up eating melted cheese muffaladas. I totally agree with him now that it should be sort of a hybrid of the two. Also, my big question for you is, I am nuts about olive salad. They are not all created equal. Do you know of a really great one and why do you define it as great? 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you. But first I want to tell you about Antoine's. Antoine's is Tom's favorite restaurant. He has made no bones about saying that. He has also made no bones about saying that's not the best restaurant in town. It's just his favorite in the whole wide world. It is the quintessential Grand Dame, New Orleans Grand Dame, serving the classics for 181 years now. There is a claim that it is the oldest restaurant in America. The Union Oyster Bar in Boston quibbles with that, but Tom... Tom uh, gives it, he, he says that it is because it's the oldest family-run restaurant that has not changed ownership. So there we go. Anyway, you can experience Antoine's the regular way by going for dinner, which we highly recommend. If you haven't experienced it at all and don't know if you want to or can spend that kind of money, you can do it at lunch. $21 for a three-course menu. $16 if you want to pair wine with it. You have the Hermes Bar, which is open again. Happy hour every day. $6 drinks and bar bites for $5, where you can experience the same kind of food. In all the world, there's only one Antoine's, as Tom always says. We had his 70th birthday party there. It was fantastic. They have a whole bunch of rooms for private parties that can accommodate your guest list and LaToya's regulations. You can do both because they can do it with all their different size rooms. Antoine's, 713 St. Louis. The phone number is 581-4422. Give them a call. We'll be back. One of my favorite places to be in every holiday season is Antoine's. I love the decorations, the traditions, and the food. Go to Open Table and make a reservation for the Antoine's. Care Restaurant tradition. and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. 
They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, we do. We absolutely do on any day, but especially TGIF. Let's go to Steve. Since we're talking nostalgia, my uh, chow number is 183. Mm. Wow, so, you are an old timer. So when you want to call it, go ahead. I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be there. You know, you can We've got to find out all the lowdown on chow numbers before Tom can't explain it anymore. So I'm going to have to be a little more diligent about that. I'll put it on my list of things to do. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I like... I like hot, you know, hot muffaladas. I really do. And the funny thing is, I complain about, I think pizza is sometimes better the second day, not even heated up. I like cheese cold, usually. I think things that have cheese in them taste better cold. But but I do like a hot muffalata. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so wait, that doesn't make any sense. You I know, just said you like I know, I'm a dichotomy okay. of ignorance. Uh, makes you in- so much more interesting. The dichotomy makes you so much more interesting. Well, wow, I'm going to have to tell my <laughs> wife that. Uh, two things that that you and I could, you know, cross that we, you love one, I like the other, you put them together, I think they're outstanding. Chocolate espresso beans. Chocolate-covered coffee beans. Yeah, not a fan of coffee anything, but I'm uh, going to take Well, that's what I'm saying. I love the chocolate-covered, mm-hmm. and i tell you a funny story. We had a cart in the Lake Forest Mall at one time when we were doing a business, and my wife called me up one day on our way home from the mall and said, man, I bought, well, let me get, let me get ready. She said, I bought you a half pound of chocolate-covered coffee beans, but they're almost gone, so I'm going to have to get you some more next time I go. <laughs> well, let me ask you this about I've never I've never had that. So is the coffee bean roasted and how hard yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah, okay. it is roasted. It's not uh-huh. real hard, but okay. I mean, you if you eat 20 of them, you are wired on I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> wow. I would imagine. So, but uh I I love chocolate covered coffee beans. Okay. Well, Maybe I'll try one if I run into one sometime. But I can't imagine that I like it. I, I actually think I have a, a coffee sensitivity. I, I can taste I can understand it that. just about anything, you know? Yeah, and, uh, that's the way I am about red wine. Yeah, yeah. Does it get you behind the ears? No, it gets me right in the mouth. I want to spit okay. it out. Okay. My wa- Susan loves it, and... I will open the bottle for her and pour it, and she says, did you taste that one? I go, yeah, I, I tasted it. I said, how can you tell if it's good or not? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's, you know, personal taste. I just Exactly. Too, Absolutely. There are real enophiles listening going, of course you can taste. I yeah, just, what it, Tom it, used it, to always tell me, he said, come to, you know, one of the, the food things, and I'll teach you to like red wine. I went, it ain't going to happen. You're yeah. not going to teach me to like red wine. There's I'm sorry. so much stuff that you already like. You know, it's like, okay, you Way do the red much. wine, you do the coffee beans, I'll do. 
Yeah. You know, roasted nuts with my chocolate. So there you go. There anyway, you go. I'd to rather slam my hand on a coffee door, I mean, in a in a car door, <laughs> than drink red wine. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye, right, Steve. Note. Thanks for calling. One eighty three. Call it now, okay? Okay, I will. I will. I want to win right, something let's, fabulous. Let's, <laughs> let's go to Guy. Is he still there? Are you there? Hello? I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Okay. Oh, well, you know what it is. People are just not used to waiting on the food show. So I don't know what to say about that. If, you, if you're if you there, I, I think this, I don't know if this is Guy. Is he back? Okay, let's go to, let's go to Guy. I think so. Hello, are you there? Hello? Okay, you asked about the best olive salad? Yes. I think Rouse's has it, and I'll tell you why. It's because it's made with olive oil. All the other jars on the shelf have canola, shmanola, or some <gasps> junk oil in it. Is that Rouse's, true? That's true. Rouse's has olive oil in their olive salad. It's the only one on the shelf. Now, how did you know that? Did you it, taste it? No, you read the label. Oh, okay. So you're a label reader. Yes, definitely. Always. Okay. Okay. Nothing with nothing with food coloring. If it has food dye in it or coloring, I don't buy it. Period. Okay. Don't care what. So it is. you're telling me that all of the olive salad brands that you see in the supermarket, except Rouse's, is canola oil, or some other kind of oil. But not <gasps> olive oil. Rouse's has exclusively olive oil in their olive salad. And they have a jalapeno style. Ooh, is that hot? I, my, I prefer- if, if I was on camera, you would see that my jaw is open. I am <laughs> incensed about that. I have a thing about canola oil. And I am, I am gobsmacked. And now you're going to make me go do that. I'm going to go look at all the olive oils that I run into. I mean, all the olive salads I run into and, and see if, if it's They're only all Rouse's They're of all, all of them. Starting with Central Grocery and the rest of them. They <gasps> all have canola oil in them. Wow. So you do or you don't use canola oil? I don't. I do not either. I will not touch the stuff. If it has canola oil, I'm not buying it. If it has food coloring or dye in it, I'm not buying it. Okay, now what's your thing about canola oil? Uh, it's contaminated. GMOs. Oh. Okay. It's well, I don't like canola oil because... Modified. They genetically yes. modify the seeds so that they can spray Roundup on them. That's where oh. the problem is. Okay, well, that's not my problem with it, although that's a horrible thing. Uh, my problem is that, that I am obsessed with omega-3 and the the standard American diet circa 2021, yeah. the disproportionate ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s, yeah. which should be sure. 1 to 1, is 16 to 1. Wow, and everybody's getting the bad fats. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
So, so um, would, mind your omega threes, folks. What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I just said Ross's uh, olive salad is delicious besides that. Well, I would imagine if it's made with olive oil versus the others. I am absolutely. Thank you for calling because I'm going to go look at that. I'm definitely going to go look at that. Yeah. I, w- okay. I wish somebody could do it right now so we get immediate feedback. <laughs> Mary Ann, well, you'll have to wait till Monday. I'll try to remember to do it over the weekend. What? Okay. Bye. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. I am still amazed by that, and I will absolutely look into that because because um, I do love olive salad, and I do not like canola oil at all. For those people who are wondering what the big deal is with the sixteen to uh, one ratio, it's inflammation, which is you know the new buzzword, and um, it's a fact. It is. Anyway, we have been talking about uh, muffaladas and uh, olive salad, and I'm going to introduce something else from Tom's Almanac today. Does anyone remember Gilbert Lafleur? His name was Louis at Galatoire's, but he had two long stints as a waiter there. In between, he was a waiter and then the maitre d' at La Ruth's. When that legendary restaurant closed in the 90s, he returned to Galatoire's. He was one of the three cousins from the Cajun country who worked in that classic dining room. He was on the floor right until the day before he died of a sudden heart attack on this date in 2006. He was one of the regular waiters for Tom at Galatoire's as well as a good friend, always smiling and telling jokes. Who's on? Hello? I think oh, I hey. Frank. Did he say Am Frank? I on? Hi. I'm so I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't realize. I just want to make a comment about uh Norjo's and I know I know Tom knows about it. I'm sure you do too, but I think that's probably the best muffalata in town. I think they're they're all salads fresh. And I don't think it's made with canola oil or anything like that. And um, it's served pretty cold with uh, fresh mortadella. It's great stuff. It is, we say, because they are an advertiser on the show, it is the best muffalata uh, on the South Shore. We don't care what uh, Central Grocery says, what Central Grocery says. <laughs> yeah, they're it's terrific. It's good stuff. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and, the, and I'm sure the olive oil is their imported olive oil, which you can buy on the shelf there, too. I mean, it's the good stuff. It's the really good stuff. Absolutely. And it's, and it's I mean, like, whatever, you know, like, you, you're going to end up taking, like, three quarters of it home. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's delicious yeah. and it's huge. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's what a, it's what a uh, muffalata is supposed to be, in my opinion. So, it absolutely anyway, that's is. My, that's Have you had their other that. sandwich there, the Lindy, the little meatballs and the red sauce with the pesto mayo on the grilled ciabatta? Yeah, well, they make they make other great sandwiches. What I, actually, what yeah. I get there is the caponata, and I take that home with me. They make um, they make ah. their own caponata, and it's terrific. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. Agreed, hundred percent. And uh, and I love the show. I wanted to make just a comment about you know the other gentleman who called in, um, the gentleman caller. <laughs> was saying, uh, and, uh, that, you know, this town is, um, I mean, what is there? There's, I mean, people love, they're passionate about sports, they're passionate about politics, that's true. But I gotta tell you, there have been so many, there there have been attempts at other food shows, you know, and, and right. they've really just failed. And I, I think right. what y'all do really well is you're, you're uh, entertaining, and you're entertaining because you're knowledgeable, you know? And I mean, yes. I, think, I think people 
you know, people get get bored uh, if they hear things they don't that they already know, and they get bored yeah. if the people that are calling in aren't interested. And yeah. um, and y'all have a lot of knowledge, and people have a huge amount of interest in food around here. I mean, the restaurant business, like sports, drives industry and tourism. So I think yeah. it's terrific. Is he gone? Did you? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry that uh, that he cut you off there. Um, but you can call back if you want. Um, we have a different producer today. All right. Uh, this, yeah. Brian Diaz here, host of the NOLA Drink Show. Join us every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on WGSO, 990 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden says they've delivered on a promise that help is on the way. He just celebrated his coronavirus relief bill a day after signing it into law, calling it historical and transformational. The president, joined by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California, and Vice President Kamala Harris. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the cyber attack against Microsoft systems is significant in size and scope. The precise number of systems that have been exposed by this vulnerability and have been exploited either by nation-state threat actors or ransomware hackers or others, that is something that we are urgently working with the private sector to determine. Speaking during a briefing, Sullivan would not identify a perpetrator at this time. USA Radio News. The stress levels of Americans may be at an all-time high. From education to business to basic needs to politics, the 2020 pandemic-related stressors are pushing many of us to near breaking point. That's why you should consider the stress and pain-relieving products from sunny-bay.com. Like our lavender neck wraps and pads infused with premium Washington lavender buds. They relieve tension and relax with a soothing scent of lavender. And lifestyle expert Jennifer Bonner recommends products from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay's hands-free neck wrap should be your go-to pain relief solution. Give gifts to family and friends that relieve stress and pain. Give love and care by giving the best. Give pillows, neck wraps, and body wraps from sunny-bay.com, a Biomed DB design company. Just click sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. New York Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo remains defiant and says he will not resign amid mounting sexual harassment claims. Let the review proceed. I'm not going to resign. I was not elected by the politicians. I was elected by the people. Cuomo speaking to the media regarding the allegations, saying the women have the right to come forward and be heard. Palm Beach County Sheriff Rick Bradshaw is concerned about changes to U.S. immigration policies under President Biden. We're back to catch and release, which doesn't make sense to anybody. And we're back to the floodgates opening, which you can see down there at the border, but it's also going to affect us, is you got this massive amount of people coming in. He said there's been a steady number of boats with illegal immigrants from various countries that are being stopped off the waters of Palm Beach. The sheriff's saying the new process is the old process prior to former President Trump, where illegal immigrants were screened and given a notice to appear in court. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. More details are coming out regarding those COVID relief checks. From the USA Radio News West Coast Bureau, Lance Pry has the story. Now that the Democrats' partisan $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill was signed into law by President Biden Thursday, we're all happy about the $1,400 check heading our way. Now the sticker shock. House Minority Leader Republican Kevin McCarthy tells Fox News the average American family will now owe $22,000 in higher taxes to pay this bill back. Tonight, early on, as we get towards daybreak, patches of fog likely to develop in a few spots. That could reduce visibilities early tomorrow, but Saturday afternoon, plenty of sunshine. The highs go back to the mid-70s to near 80. Sunday, early clouds to partly cloudy, mostly clouds by afternoon with spotty showers. The high to the afternoon to the upper 70s. Scattered activity Sunday night, and then a chance of storms on the increase to become likely by afternoon Monday. Mostly clouds in the highs in the upper 70s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing of the food show marianne fitzmorris here and for tom fitzmorris on his food show the tom fitzmorris food show my apologies to the last caller that uh got cut off as we were talking the the last half third half minute of the last hour but i do appreciate the call and uh, would love for you to call back not right the second because i think we were winding up anyway but some other time maybe you can be the sponsored call the next time I didn't finish so much about Gilbert. Hey, Tom, Tom, come here for a second. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, Gilbert, the waiter at Galatoire's. Do you remember him, Gilbert? Was he famous? I think that there was some article about Galatoire's and all the hoopla that goes on on a Friday afternoon at Galatoire's that featured, I think, Gilbert, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had kind of a... There's a very, very foamy kind of quality to it on the inside. Well, he, uh, there was, does anybody remember this article? Because it made, um, I think it was reprinted in the New York Times, and it was in the National News, and it was about Friday afternoons at Galatoire's, and I think that Gilbert might have been the featured person there. If you know what I'm talking about, call me, 556-9696. I'll look around and see if it's around. I, I, we have had it in the past, but I don't think it's something... Yeah, it was in your almanac today. Not that article, but Gilbert was in your almanac today. 
Also, Coca-Cola sold in bottles for the first time in Vicksburg, Mississippi today in 1894. We actually went to that little museum. There's a little museum in Vicksburg, uh, the Coca-Cola Museum. It's a little tiny thing, but I guess that's where all of this took place uh, for the first time in 1894. That is a very weird coincidence that Asa Chandler also died on this day. Well, keep working. In, if you need some help in me, 1929, and he's the one who bought the formula and made Coca-Cola what it is today. The Edible Dictionary Word of the Day is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. It is Food & Wine Magazine that gave it that designation, but they did that because Dorignax is a thing. It's a phenom here, and all of its many thousands of daily customers told them so. The edible dictionary word is olive salad, hmm. which is appropriate for National Muffalata Day. A mixture of crushed, chopped, or whole olives with celery, cauliflower, carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, oregano, basil, and olive oil. Is that all? There's a good deal of variety in the vegetables and how finely they're chopped. The mixture is allowed to marinate for days or even weeks before it's eaten. The principal employment of olive salad is as a dressing on the muffalata sandwich, a New Orleans Italian specialty. It's also used to top Italian-style salads. I do love Italian salads with the olive salad in it. Uh, Jude had a roommate in Los Angeles about, yeah. I guess, 10 years ago. And I brought Jude a muffalata when I visited once. And the guy was from Boston, and he was absolutely nutso about the muffalata. And every time I came after that, he said, is she going to bring that sandwich again? And when he came down here, it was in Jude's wedding. He first thing he did was get a muffalata because he was really kind of crazy about the sandwich. And who isn't? I mean, it's a muffalata. Today in 1930, Mohandas Gandhi began a 200-mile walk with many of his followers to the seashore where salt naturally forms by seawater evaporation. The British colonial law said that all salt must be bought from the British producers. Picking up natural salt was illegal. Gandhi challenged the stupidity, picked up the salt, and was immediately rest, arrested as he knew he would be. You know, I didn't realize the salt production from the sea, I guess, hence the name sea salt, but um, which is kind of a new thing, I mean, to see salt. Salt, for as long as I remember, and I always joke about my humble culinary upbringing, but it was, you know, the Morton girl on the salt shaker. And that was it for salt. But salt is a widely varied thing. And there are actually, I won't say salt bars, but salt is really, really diverse. I mean, the first time we started noticing unusual salt was Himalayan sea salt, which is pink. But there are so many different other kinds of salt. And then, of course, sea salt began to be 
I won't say more popular, but it's certainly used by chefs more. And now you can get it. I mean, I never thought I'd see the day that we have a shaker of sea salt here, but we do. And I use it a lot and I, I like it. It's very coarse and chunky. And, but I still, you know, I still go back to the original Morton salt. But the reason I bring this up is that we had a uh, book author a couple of months ago on the show. And I, I referenced the book just the other day, as a matter of fact, because I absolutely love this book. And it is a book by Donna Leonard, who owns a restaurant that seems almost mythical in New York City, and it's called Il Buco. And it's, it's just a great story about this young woman who uh, was engaged to be married. She was a woman of privilege, grew up in East Long Island and, and you know, was doing that whole life. And then her fiancé was killed or died um, abruptly. And she was thrown into such a tailspin that she just went to take a job as a waitress in New York City where she met this guy from uh, Italy who had not lived in Italy for a long time but who had strong connections to Italy and really opened the world to her. And so the book focuses around the way they source their ingredients at their 25-year-old restaurant, Il Buco, and each chapter is featured around a particular ingredient, like one is salt, one is balsamic vinegar, one is oil, um, just various things like that that make a restaurant like that so special. And, you know, the stories about their their um, providers, the their vendors from Italy, and um, one of them was salt. And she explained going there to see how the salt was gathered and the the ponds that, you know, the, they let the seawater wash up and then it dries out and then they go with their boots and their shovels. It's fascinating. The book is just incredible. But, um, but I just, when I think about that story that Tom just referenced, um, it is a thing, I guess, to pick up salt that's evaporated after the water has evaporated it, but you just don't think of that, you know, when you pick up some salt and, and use it. But it is quite a process and it goes back millennia. The deaf dining rule number 272 today is cheese. Tastes best at room temperature, as one of our earlier callers said. Chilling cheese hides its flavors and aromas. Melting cheese takes away its integrity. I don't know. I do like melted cheese on a pizza, I have to say. Except buffalo milk. I just, I don't know. Is it me? I don't understand buffalo milk mozzarella. I'd much rather regular old standard garden variety mozzarella on a pizza. And a lot of it. Thank you very much. Let's see. It is the National Day for Mauritius, a small island in the Indian Ocean. It celebrates its independence from England in 1968. Mauritius is one of the most prosperous of African nations. It was the home of the dodo bird, which was quickly killed to extinction after the Portuguese arrived in the 1500s. Imagine a pigeon the size of a turkey. 
Tom wonders what that would taste like. Now, see, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that little entry in Tom's Almanac because usually, usually there is a food connection, and I don't think anyone eats dodo birds or ate dodo birds. I frankly thought he was going to say that um, that was a place that you found pepper because the Indian Ocean is, uh, is the home to pepper. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here to do that with you. And I would love to do that. The words to drink by today are from Samuel Johnson. One of the disadvantages of wine is that it makes a man mistake words for thoughts. Okay, fair enough. Anybody going to a fish fry tonight? Either the Catholic variety or the gourmet variety. Be interested in hearing if you have any reports on fish fries. I'm contemplating my own self driving across the lake to go to a fish fry or to pick up some fish fries from some different places. I'm actually kind of sick of fried fish, but um, you, you almost feel compelled. <laughs> you almost feel compelled to eat fried fish now on Fridays. It's become such a thing. I want to mention before we go to the break, Jack Mel Inn is a wonderful place to go. It is on the North Shore. True enough, it's in Hammond. It is a destination restaurant, and it is very worth going. Paul Murphy has had Jack Mel Inn for 43 years. He's actually from New York, but he is a brilliant restaurateur, a great enophile, and knows how to find a terrific chef. He has always had really exemplary chefs. The current one, Josh Garrick, is an excellent chef with food that is, I talked about the 10% the versus the 90% of ordinary food. This is definitely a 10% restaurant. You will find food that will thrill you at Jack Mill Inn. I do every time. On Fridays, they have their two-course lunch special for $15. That is definitely worth a drive, but you'll find other things there that you want to get too, so don't expect to just get the $15 because you'll find some things on the menu irresistible. They have a great patio, good place for a wedding, for a special party, for Sunday brunch, Tuesday is steak night. Jack Mel Inn is a terrific restaurant, absolutely worth the drive. It's really romantic. There are six different fireplaces and all kinds of romantic little places tucked away inside the old historic cottage. Jack Mel Inn is located at 903 East Morris Avenue in Hammond. That phone number is 985-542-0043. Make a reservation and go see them today. Jack Mel Inn. And we'll be back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, 
Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. You know, the value of advertising comes to mind every time I hear that Keith Young Steakhouse spot. Because every time I hear it, I want to go after the show to Keith Young's and have a steak. So I guess that's good, you know? I also want to mention that Basil's Ace Hardware has everything you could possibly need for your grilling needs as we go into grilling season. Beautiful spring weather outside. Great time to eat outside, to cook outside, go right from the grill to the table. Seven different big green eggs, one in everyone's price range, can satisfy everyone's needs, whatever it is that you need. We have, I think, the original version. We've had it for 20 years. It's been great. But I didn't even know there were seven big green eggs. Go see Fred and Joy Rittler over at Basil's Ace Hardware. And if you're not in the market for a grill, all kinds of great grilling accessories to dazzle all of your guests this spring and summer outside. 5569696 is the number where, you know, this is what we do. We start down the yellow brick road of food and we turn right and we turn left. And we make circles and we come back around. We just have fun talking about food because that's what we all love here in New Orleans. And we'd love to do that with you. If you call 556-9696, you cannot be the sponsored call of the day. We've already had that, but that doesn't mean you can't call and talk. If you've ever had anything to eat in your whole, whole life, as Tom used to say, give us a call. Today, the arranger, composer, and conductor Paul Weston was born in 1912. He had a long career during and after the big band era. In the 50s, he composed a marvelous pop jazz symphonic work called Crescent City Suite. Listening to it gives one a feeling that New Orleans was like that in those days. He wasn't from here, but he liked the city. His wife was Joe Stafford, a strong choice as the finest female voice rendering the American Standard Songbook in Tom's mind. Tom has always loved Joe Stafford. So I guess the connection in the almanac is not to food, but to his work called the Crescent City Suite. In Tom's almanac, there is always some food connection, but not so in that case. There's a words to eat by today from Ford Maddox Ford, an English writer of the late 1800s and early 1900s, who had had a muffalata. A Frenchman in the train had given him a great sandwich that so stank of garlic that he had been inclined to throw it at the fellow's head. What? 
what was wrong with that guy? I don't know that a muffalata really smells all that strong. I mean, the olive salad, but, but you know, that's good stuff. What can you say? Yesterday, Tom had in, or actually, I should say yesterday in our newsletter, what we do is, as I said on the show, and what we've been doing for at least a year is bringing back Tom's writing on fill-in-the-blank subject because it's extensive and very knowledgeable and uh, you can learn something. And so one of the things that we do in the newsletter is something called Tom Says and it's about some item, whatever it is. So yesterday's was French fries. And Tom says that some years ago in The New Yorker, Malcolm Gladstone wrote a piece about McDonald's and how it changed French fried potatoes in this country. Ray Kroc, who built the McDonald's chain, there's, there's another example of someone who took someone else's idea and because of their marketing acumen made it into something that the first person who invented it could never have done because they just didn't have what it took to make it big. So Ray Kroc did. He took the idea for McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers in California and made it McDonald's. Ray Kroc, who built the McDonald's chain into what it is today, was more smitten by French fries than anything else he had to offer. In the 1950s, apparently, French fries were hard to come by at least compared with their ubiquity today, and they were usually not very good. Kroc did a tremendous amount of research and discovered more than a few critical facts. He found that perfect strain of potato to use for fries and caused it to be, he caused it to be planted widely. He found that potatoes stored for a few days in a warm, dry place, converted their sugars to starches and made for better fries. He found the perfect fat to fry them in rendered beef fat, the perfect temperature to fry them, and the fact that blanching the potatoes in boiling water right after they're cut makes a better fry. Indeed, he remembers or indeed Tom remembers hearing Ray Kroc say in an interview that he was prouder of McDonald's fries than anything. Of course, McDonald's fries have since become ruined. First, they stopped using fresh potatoes, then they quit using beef fat, moving to the healthier, quote, sounding, but not actually healthier, hydrogenated vegetable oil they use now. French fries are a big issue with Tom, almost all the fries served in restaurants are terrible. When we find good ones, we remember, and we never stop trying to improve our own. We make them at home all the time. Some of this owes to the honeymoon that Tom had with me in Belgium. Per capita, Belgians are the world's greatest consumers of French fries. They eat them with everything, even Chinese food. Little stands on the street sell pommes frites. It may be, it may well use the French name for them. Wrapping them in a cone of paper and serving them with mayonnaise, sometimes different flavors of mayo. 
This was not true when we went back recently, not all that recently, six, seven years ago. The big problem with French fries in America is that almost all of them are frozen. This would not be too bad a thing were it not for the second indictment. Most French fries are fried in advance and are kept warm under, until someone orders them. They may be wonderful coming out of the fryer, but one of the horrors of our time, the buttered French fry. Wait, let's see, coming out of the fryer, but they're limp a few minutes later. To combat this, the food industry invented one of the horrors of our time, the battered French fry. The potato might go limp, but the light flour and stickum coating still stays stiff, giving the illusion of freshness and crispness. The problem is that batter fries don't taste like potatoes. I'm trying to think. Well, I'll finish this, and then I'll talk about battered fries a little bit. We understand why fast food restaurants serve frozen potatoes, and we don't care because we never go to fast food places, but why should seafood restaurants, neighborhood cafes, and even some uppity bistros serve frozen fries. It's because you're so accustomed to eating the convenient frozen fries that you no longer recognize a good fresh fry when you get one. And because most restaurants don't know how to do fresh fries without winding up with excesses of grease. But the technique is simple. It is simple, but it is also time consuming. To be fair, uh, we were talking about this French fry business with um, a chef about a week ago, and he was talking about how laborious the process is. And it obviously is, or everyone would be serving fresh-cut fries, but it is really rare to see them. And whenever I see fresh-cut fries in a restaurant, I automatically credit that place with... Um, being a step above, you know, because if you're doing fresh cut fries, it takes a lot to do them. And it means that you care a lot. And that's why I always, uh, I always think kinder of restaurants with fresh cut fries than those without. And I am surprised as Tom is about how many restaurants that you would expect to see fresh cut fries, you don't see them which is kind of shocking, I think. I want to mention the 75 for 75 campaign. WGSO is celebrating 75 years in business. They're also celebrating a designation by the IRS of a 501c3 designation. And this means that your donation to them for their 75 for 75 campaign is tax deductible. They're the only news talk station locally owned and operated in the Crescent City. They're community voice of the Crescent City. We would love for you to go to WGSO.com, the beautiful new website, and click the button that says Donate. Your donation will be tax deductible. It will help improve everything across the board. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Bottom of the hour. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. 
Jefferson Parish Sheriff Joseph Lapinto says a special needs woman allegedly killed her 77-year-old caretaker at a home in Terrytown. Investigators believe the two women had an argument which then led to a physical altercation. Lopinto says they believe the cause of death is blunt force trauma. You know, I don't believe it's firearm. I believe it's going to be a physical type fight um, that occurred. Uh, but I'll let the coroner's office obviously do their autopsy to see what happened. Lopinto says a family member of the suspect discovered the body. Saturday is the last day for early voting for the March 20th election. and includes the special congressional elections for the 2nd and 5th districts. JMC Analytics pollster John Cuvion projects a turnout of 15 to 20 percent but he's observed an increase in the percentage of mail-in ballots. Perhaps we're seeing a change in behavior in terms of people voting by mail versus voting in person or even on Election Day. Jeff Palermo, Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. On our farm in Cheneyville, my brother and I grow sugarcane, soybeans, rice, and crawfish. It's more than a living for us. It's a lifestyle. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization that stands together to protect that lifestyle. You depend on agriculture, and we depend on you to join us. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. This spring, spend less time working in your yard and more time enjoying it, thanks to Sunshine Quality Solutions. Our 3025D package comes equipped with the attachments and horsepower to tackle any job. Get a John Deere 3025D tractor, loader, rotary cutter, and trailer for just $220 per month with 0% financing. For more details, visit us in-store or online at sunequip.com. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends May 3, 2021. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Let's go to... I was, I, <laughs> uh, George, that's who it is. Yes. Hi, George. Hey, how you doing, Marianne and Mr. Tom? Mr. Tom is not here right now, but I will tell him hello for you. All right. Thank you. And congratulations. I think that was 32 years. Man, that's a long, long yeah, time to be on the radio. That's a long time, all right. Yep, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a good product. What you got so for us today? We got another 32 years coming. That's what I said. I said, I'm going to go on, you know. Uh, Tom is pretty much yes. retired, but I'm going to go on. So we'll we'll keep doing no, it. We'll keep talking about job. food. Well, thank you. Y'all doing we'll, a great we'll keep job. talking about food. As long as you all want to talk about it. What you got for us today? Well, in New Orleans, that's going to be to the day we die. 
I think so. I do. I think so. <laughs> but look, Marianne, I was calling because y'all had a question about um, why do we go to restaurants? And Tom, for he's always said that it was because he wants to be served. And I mm-hmm. agree. That's my number one reason. I love to serve really? people, and I love to uh, cook for people. But every once in a while, I like to be served. And that's my number one reason going to the restaurants. We're going to have to get people to weigh in and a lot of people to weigh in on that. I've never understood Tom saying that because I don't, mm-hmm. that doesn't register with me at all. But I think that there's probably a lot of that out there. Yeah. That and then a uh, second will be just to, to talk to people. You know? Social. <laughs> yes, that's what I think. It's a social thing to me. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's the second part. But yeah. George, you're, you're, you're a man of few words today. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just, I'm, I'm kind of getting hot. I'm trying to get underneath the shade because I'm kind of sweating out here right now. I'm looking <laughs> it is warm. It was 77 yesterday. I don't know what it is today, but it's a beautiful day. I'm loving this weather, I have yeah, to is. say. Well, uh, so, time to start going to the restaurant. They're going into phase three, right? I I don't really keep track of it. I don't know. I I've heard that it was seventy five percent phase three. Yes, but but I think in New Orleans it's different than in the state. I think New Orleans is even more restrictive. So I don't really I don't really know what that means for restaurateurs in New Orleans. But I, don't know, I, I see a lot of movement um, ever since this week started. Uh, good. I see a lot of people, you know, going to the restaurant. So I don't know What's, what they're doing at the restaurants, but looks like this. It's beautiful outside. I'll say that. So it's good to know. That's good to know. You going to a fish fry tonight? Yeah. Who's going to a fish fry? My, uh, one of my daughters. My daughter's schools every Friday. They do the fish fry, you know, with the. Um, with corn and cornbread. Where is and, that? Uh, Which one is that? That's uh, Academy of Our Lady and uh, Immaculata. I think that's how you said Immaculate Conception out in Marrero. Okay, on the West Bank. All right, George, you are breaking up, so I'm going to let you go. And uh, go to the fish fry. Everybody needs to have a fish fry uh, dinner tonight. I mean, it's become sort of a big thing. <laughs> Even bigger than it's always been. All right, let's go to Darren. Hey, Marianne. Hey. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. So I heard you. I heard you talking about fresh cut fries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much, I guess, what you what one would consider fast food, but Muya does fresh cut their fries. Do you like Muya? You know, it's okay. I, the the one thing I like about their burger, and I think if you were if if you just ate the meat by itself, maybe maybe this would make sense. It reminds me of when when my late mother would fry a hamburger in the frying pan on the stove. A little bit of that crispiness, a little bit of that that burned. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, you know, aside from that, 
it's if you really look at the you know, I, I, I cut my burgers in half. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of everything but the actual beef. It's not a very it's not uh not that you need to have a ma- a massive patty, but it's just not very a very big piece of meat, if you will. Okay, how does it compare? How does the Muya experience compare to Five Guys? Personally, I am not a Five Guys fan, and I know that might sound crazy to people, but I just, I don't know. I find Five Guys to be just a really messy burger. I love Five Guys. I've loved Five Guys since I tried it on the way to D.C. evacuating 15 years ago. At that time, it was only in the D.C. area, and it was just starting to spread to places like the Carolinas. Now it's in all the states. But I remember being especially enthralled with their fries, which they have a joke now, heart attack in a sack because they're very greasy. But they were, in fact, fresh-cut fries, so you yeah, couldn't fault right. them for that. And they, they had are. that Creole seasoning, which was really good. Um, yep. I think that it's really kind of fascinating to me, anyway, as a burger nut. In that little corridor in Metairie, where Veterans meets Causeway, yep. you have Five Guys, Shake Shack, yep. Lee's, Muya. Um, Muya, uh, you have Atomic Burger, which to me is the best of the lot. Uh, you have Bud's on the other side. I mean, that is like, if you are looking for a burger, that is Burger Central right there. And I have to say, I don't know, of the, of the chains, the, to me the Shake Shack Burger is the best. Um, and the fries at... Um, at Five Guys are the best. Now, I, 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 I would say this. In my life, the best burger is no longer, and that was Michael's Mid-City Grill. That was my favorite. Well, that's not a chain, though. I know, like, I know. You know I it's just, not a I'm fast food just burger. Just burgers in general. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, back in the early days of Lee's, it was a pretty good burger, but it changed over time. I can't tell you the last time I've had a Lee's burger. Do they have onions in the patty? You know, I can't remember, but but for some reason, I think maybe so. Yeah. And then See, if something's think, in Marianne? the patty, it's a turnoff to me. I don't think anything what? should ever be in a patty. I know, well, and, and Marianne, this is one of my, like, just drives me through the roof. When, you know, you're at somebody's house or like a family picnic or whatever, and you see people start to dump just, you know, egg and breadcrumbs, and it's like... Well, then it becomes mm-hmm. a meatball. It yeah, it's like, no, no, I just want yeah. the beef. Yeah. I want you know who's got beef. a burger like that that I that is lauded, but I don't get it, is um, huh, Cowbell. Cowbell. Yeah, I've, I've not been, I, um, yeah, but so this is, so the French fries, my favorite French fry currently, and I may try to go there tonight if I can convince my wife and my son who's in a mechanical brace crutches with a broken knee. Oh no, how old is he? 
He's, he'll be 16 Sunday. Oh, no. What happened? Baseball injury. So, yep, well, what, he's an did, he have to have, did he have to get his, bones put together or anything? His, well, it, it is what is considered non-displaced, so that's a good thing. Oh, good. Okay. So it's basically like a, a cracked piece of china, oh. but everything's in place. Uh-huh. <gasps> Otherwise, it would have been plates, screws, pans. It is actually, and I don't know if this will jog your memory, it is the identical injury that Coach Sean Payton suffered when he was on the sidelines and was plowed into from a from a play during a Saints game. So he's going to be okay. They they they're expecting it to fuse back yes, together. Yeah, everything's going to be God. fine. It's just a natural, long healing process. So how long? Um, it could be three to six months <gasps> oh, of healing with physical yikes. therapy. Oh, but um. Wow. But we're trying to be positive, and we're looking at the glass half full, and yeah, you have to, yeah, all of that sure. good stuff. But um, yeah. so my favorite fries, Katie's. Huh? Oh, 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 yeah. You're talking about the ones at Francesca's. Well, no, at Katie's, I, I, I would imagine they're the same, same, huh? I love the fries at Katie's. He's got like maybe a half dozen different ways he'll prepare them. Uh huh. But I like them. Just there's one way with like little bit of sea salt, cracked pepper, maybe a little aioli, and they're just, they're That's crispy, crispy on the outside, mm-hmm. but, but just like warm and soft on the inside. That's a good plate of food. The Katie's slash Francesca burger with their frips, they call them, yummy. Yeah, well, you know what? My favorite there is the, the Cuban. <laughs> <gasps> okay, that's it. That is the, that's the barometer to me. Katie's Cuban is the sandwich. Yep. You know, if you're doing a Cuban, that's it. Now, I have not had the churros Cuban. I have not had any Cuban at a Cuban restaurant. But of the non-Cubans, Cuban, Katie's is it. Yep, I, I, I just, I would agree. Um, Marianne, before I let you go, I want to see if you've heard of this. Everybody's just ranting and raving. They're saying it's so good. So on West Esplanade, where that strip mall is, where the second Paran's location, I think they call it like Paran's of Kenner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that Mexican restaurant, El Paso. I think that's a chain, but uh-huh, right next to it, shawarma on the run have you been i think that shawarma is the one that started on magazine and it's supposed to be fantastic yeah it's supposed to be fantastic yeah yeah i want to go try it yeah it's uh, i mean not that i'm a believer in more is better but they do say for what you pay you do mm -hmm. get a healthy portion Mm -hmm. so but i mean to to me, that's not important. If it's one bite, but it's the greatest bite, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. You know, that can be so delicious. I think, I think shawarma is just divine. It's, I mean, I am a, I, I am, <laughs> I am, um, you know, really into just uh, roasted meat like the cavemen, you know, it's like, I like roasted that. over open fire. I'm there. 
Yeah, and, no, I, uh, I, I would agree with you. Like, I yeah. am, sometimes people think I'm crazy. I just want to eat even a, a hamburger, like, plain because I want to taste the flavors of the beef. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I could, if, if you gave me a plate with just several different cuts of meat, it, to me, that's perfect. Well, I just like the way a shawarma is done. I mean, I love to watch. I mean, if you just think about it, think about how good it is. You get the meat with a spit through the middle of it, and it just turns and turns and turns and evenly gets heated around till it gets crusty, and then you slice it off, and every bite has some crust on it, you know? Yep. Well, It's really you know good. That- Marianne, that's like, I know that some people turn their nose to this, but, and I think we have one here, but when I, when my home office with work was in Atlanta, right next to the hotel that I would stay in was a Brazilian steakhouse. And oh, you know, it's funny that you say that. I was just thinking about Fogo while you were talking. Yeah, and, and I <laughs> would love it. But what I thought was funny is that people would go in and of course they were like, oh, I want the filet. They all... For me, it was things like the bottom round. Yes. Like full of yes. flavor. Or the beef yep. ribs. Things like that. Yeah. Actually, I like the little sausages too. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I haven't been in a long time, but I, I really do love it. And that's what it is. It's just meat on a spit, you know, and it's great. Anyway. But that can be the best. I, I think it is the best. I think it is the best. And it well, smells Well, if good, we go to Katie's, it's... I'll report, but that Cuban. Yes. If you go to Katie's, tell Scott hello for us. I will, and I and right. I can tell you, I know for a fact what my son will get. It will be the hamburger steak, which may be one of the best on a menu. That hamburger steak is to die for. I've not had it. I've not had it. I, Marianne, Everything like, there is good. I mean, that is just a really great restaurant. You know, we were talking about the 90%. It ain't the 90%. It might be casual, but it's really good. It is. You know? It is. And you know what, too? I love just that pocket, that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I know the, you're a mid-city kind of guy. I am right. not, I just, but I will put up with mid-city to go to Katie's. Yeah, I, I like it. So I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to update you. But if you do get a chance, try the fries from Muya. You may like them. They do a fresh cut. Regular I confess I've sweet. never been to Muya. I almost went to Muya a couple of times. I've not been to Muya. I don't actually, contrary to popular belief, don't actually swing into fast food burger places very often. If I do, it's going to be Atomic, and if I'm in that neighborhood, and then the second one would be Shake Shack. And then, but I just, you know what? I, don't do I just thought of this. So my aunt. So on on a final note, on a final final note. Yeah, because because uh, I'm about to get my I'm about to get flagged in, in my ear. Just to break. at Pat O'Brien's, and that it was outstanding. Well, you know what? I wonder if you'd really think that today, because you're talking about a long, long time ago. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but it, I wonder. You know? Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Have a As good always, weekend. fun chatting with you, Darren. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Good heavens, we can go on about food, can't we? I mean, that is, that's why it's called the food show because that's what we do: go on and on about food, and we'll, we'll go on and on about food some more after these messages. 
One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True enough, very true enough. We should have done this when we were talking about Norjo's earlier in the last hour, but Norjo's is where you want to go for the great muffalata on the South Shore. It is also where you can get great sandwiches of all varieties, and starting today through the weekend, it's Pasta Wheel. They whip up some pasta and toss it in a hollowed out cheese wheel. It's the cheese wheel, uh, just like they do in Rome. Norjo's has great olive oils, the kind that would make your olive salad very special. They are imported from Italy along with imported Italian wines, imported dried pasta. It is like a little place that you would find on a street in Rome. Norjo, it is in Metairie, where Metairie Road meets the, it meets the railroad tracks. It's at 505 Frisco Avenue. That phone number is 833-9240. Norjo Imports. If you have not been, you are overdue for a visit there. Let's go. Did you say Don? John. Hi, John. Yes. Am, am I on? John, yes. You are. Yes, you are. Yes, I was checking. I, did, I was expecting like a click or anything. Listen, I've got like a weekday rewind. I've been listening all week and traveling on the road, so naturally I couldn't call in. So it's almost like my taxes. Let me just dump some place scrambling around. Seal <laughs> test, if you don't mind. No, no, this is, this is what we have on the show all the time. Everybody's got a list. Go ahead with your list. Go ahead. Seal test was the one I didn't hear y'all say getting in and out of the vehicle, but that was the one that the cream cheese that everybody liked that I sort of grew up in. I'm Tom's age. And to compliment the Doranac lady, Doranac was the only one I know that actually's come by. And according to my dad's taste buds, he's deceased now, but we used to bring it up to him in Mississippi. The Doranac uh. was just pretty darn close to seal test. Uh-huh. That was that. The other I thing wonder- I heard you saying, you ever have a recipe that you have in your head and you never get around to preparing it and eat to? Yeah. And you, you tweak it, you know, a file cabinet full of them. But, you said something that I think it was yesterday. I think the words was fish and chips. Oh. And you buy into this. I've never tried it, but uh, now that you brought it up and kind of tweaked my memory from some time back, I saw one of those cooking shows. And this is the old time, the PBS ones where they got so real broad. That's how far uh-huh. back it goes. Uh-huh. But the guy said, and of course, he was, he was like you know, in Europe or so, and it made a little bit of sense now, was you take – newspaper and you roll it out in other words i'll just we just make up some type of fillet fish say trout mm-hmm. you season up what you need you put your onions and everything in there with it okay then you roll it back up in the newspaper and it don't hang up on me and then you put it under the newspaper real tight like man you just do the hot tamales and you wet the newspaper okay and then you and then you put it in the oven 
Okay, okay. don't go anywhere. Don't go mm-hmm. anywhere. And when the newspaper is dry, the fish is ready. And, of course, it did on the show, and you open it up, and it doesn't stick like we would think on newspaper. Newspaper's a little different. Of course, it's going to be hard to find newspapers now, but sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. having my affiliation with the paper. But the point is, you open it all up, and it's all ready to go. That's fish. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't say the word potatoes. Excuse me. And you dice the potatoes up like poker chip style. And so you can have your onions, your seeds, and this, your fish, and poker chip potatoes. Wet it, with new, wrap it up in newspaper, put it in the oven. Well, I'm guessing, what, 225 just to get it to, you know, what do you say, 325 watching it? Uh, and, and you know, watching it staying in a room or something like that. When the newspaper's dry, the, the dinner's ready. All I can think about is why would you do that with the ink on the newspaper? Why would it you doesn't do that? Come it didn't, it didn't come off. That's what the guy was saying. No, no, I understand what you're saying. It didn't mm. come off or so. In other words, it just falls out. No, there's no blood poison with the ink or anything like that. In other yeah. words, nothing comes apart. It all just falls. Yeah. It slowly bakes out and falls off. Okay. Well, that's interesting. You know what? In the that's- scouts, there was a thing that they were doing for a while where they had fish, and they would put it in <clears throat> aluminum foil, and they would put a bunch of potato chips in with the fish. And when it was done, the water that came out of the fish would melt, well, would would make the potatoes soggy, but it would cook the potatoes and they'd be just like Dauphinoise potato. I think your son, was he in the scouts? Because I remember Tom was, giving yeah. that report. Yeah, he was. I, yeah, bet, I remember Tom saying that years back. Yeah. In other yeah. words, and uh, you know that was a uh, those scouts had great recipes or something. Yeah. Scouts. <laughs> they did. Now, if you yeah. try the fish and chips, ever do that? Uh-huh. Just just as a little backup for everybody. Tell us the day before that you're going to try it. If you're not on the show the next day, then it was the ink. Damn ink that got you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Sounds right, good. Have a good weekend. Oh, that's the end of your list. Usually the lists are a lot longer. I'm so flattered that people come with these lists. I was kind of, I'm not picking one or the other, but I've liked the five guys. But I come out of there thinking I really paid a lot for some hamburgers and a whole bunch of potatoes spread all over the place. I don't know. My experience with those first time was in Houston a few years ago. And it was kind of like, you know, take me here, take me there. But I don't know. I just uh, feel like I come out. I don't know. I like Desi I would always, or the, the Vegas burgers. I like his. I would always take the um, the potatoes because they're they, they give you a large portion of potatoes. Oh, and I do. would uh, yeah in the brown paper bag, and I would then close the brown paper bag and roll it up, and then take the um, take the bag and rip it along the side and make like a, a, a rip in it so then I could eat it like a bowl of potatoes. <laughs> That's, And unfortunately, I always did finish them, which I'm a little embarrassed to admit because it was a lot. But I mean, fresh cut fries, I love them. What can I say? Yep, that's it. Anyway, that's it. all right. Thanks, well, thank you for calling, you John. Thank you. I'll have a good weekend, too. I, I didn't know if he was, it sounded like he might not have been done. All right, that is it for the show for the week. And uh, we will be back on Monday to talk some more food. But we hope everyone has a great weekend. Do try to eat a fish fry somewhere, whether it's the fancy schmancy ones or one of the Catholic schools. Uh, The fancy schmancy ones are um, doing 
donations to the hospitality workers. And of course, the uh, Catholic school ones go to the school. So both are for a good cause. And the thing that you get out of it is some great fried fish. Want to mention nomenu.com is where you should go if you are interested in picking up on the show if you missed a portion of it. When you click on nomenu.com, the first thing that comes up is the food show. We keep those up to date so you can tune in to anything that you missed. If you missed the statement about the show, it is two days ago at the 2.15 mark because uh, people have asked about that. We would love for you to tell a friend about the show. Uh, they can download the Simple Radio app, and it's free, and type in 990 New Orleans and listen from any place. We would love for you to patronize our sponsors. They will keep the show on the air. At you will see all of Tom's 50-year body of work, whether it's extinct restaurants or recipes. We have 400 of them plus in the recipes section. You will see the dining diary, uh, restaurant reviews. There will be specials that are around town, fun things that are going on in restaurants. Uh, we have a newsletter. You can sign up for the newsletter, which comes out twice a week. You get all of that stuff delivered right to your inbox. We have an Instagram page called at the New Orleans menu. A lot of pretty pictures there. We would love for you to follow us on at the New Orleans menu on Instagram. I have my own podcast. It's called Emmy, the Story Lady, E-M-M-I-E. It's where I have uh, repurposed Grimm's Fairy Tales and other classic kids' tales on Spotify and all those platforms. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Anytime, Spirits anywhere. show. 